Book One, Chapter Six of Saint Francis of Assisi: A Biography by Johannes Jornson, translated by Thomas O'Connor Sloan. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Book One, Francis the Church Builder, Chapter Six: The Message in San Damiano. God gave me also, thus Saint Francis speaks where in his testament he speaks of his youth god gave me also so great a confidence in the churches that i simply prayed and said this we pray to thee lord jesus christ here and in all thy churches all over the whole world and we bless thee because with thy holy cross thou hast redeemed the world and then the lord gave me and still gives me so great a confidence in priests who lived by the right of the Holy Roman Church, that if they ever persecuted me, I would for the sake of their consecration say nothing about it. And if I had the wisdom of Solomon, and traveled in the parishes of poor priests, yet I would not preach without their permission. And them and all other priests I will fear, love, and honor as my superiors, and I will not look on their faults, for I see God's Son in them, and they are my superiors. And I do this because, here on earth, I see nothing of the Son of the highest God, except his most holy body and blood, which the priests receive, and which only they give to others. And these solemn secrets I will honor and venerate above everything, and keep them in the most sacred places." we have here from the last year of francis's life the most authentic testimony as to his feeling all through his life towards the church and the clergy and this testimony coming from himself accords exactly with all that his biographers tell us about the same phase of his character it has already been told how francis showed his interest in church affairs in supplying poor churches with proper vestments and the like the environs of assisi even to-day contain enough of such small churches road and field chapels often half in ruin their doors are frequently locked so seldom are they used one can look into them through low windows outside of which kneeling benches are often placed and on the altar there will be seen a torn cloth laid awry wooden vases with dusty paper flowers and wooden candlesticks which were once gilded but are now cracked and gray nevertheless there can be something very devotional in such lonely deserted churches if they are open so that one can enter perhaps on the walls will be found half obliterated old frescoes painted by those disciples of giotto or simone martini who in the fourteenth century seemed to have personally visited the most remote of the smaller cities and villages of the apennines the holy water font is long empty and full of dust but as one kneels in prayer the wind is heard sighing through the chestnut groves or a mountain stream foams in the solemn loneliness the old church of san damiano a little outside of and below the city was such a half-ruined chapel in the time of francis's youth 
the road to it has not changed much in the seven centuries which have passed it slopes rather steeply and passes by a broad whitewashed house with large yellow grain houses of the shape of beehives around it and among the olive groves where the corn grows luxuriantly under the gnarled olive trees fine silver-gray web of branches and leaves in fifteen minutes walking san damiano is reached which now is a convent occupied by brown franciscans in the days of francis's youth san damiano was only a little tottering field chapel whose material adornment consisted of a large byzantine crucifix over the high altar in front of this crucifix francis was often wont to pray and thus it happened to him that once a little while after his visit to the lepers he knelt one day in prayer before the image of the crucified one within the church of san damiano after he had placed himself in thought upon the cross for the first time this spiritual crucifixion became a favorite exercise for his meditations with an imploring gaze fixed upon the hallowed countenance of jesus he uttered the following prayer which tradition has preserved for us great and glorious god my lord jesus christ i implore thee to enlighten me and to dispel the darkness of my soul give me true faith and firm hope and a perfect charity grant me o lord to know thee so well that in all things i may act by thy light and in accordance with thy holy will the whole of the young man's striving in the year that had passed since he had stood on the roadside not far from san damiano and had found the world empty and his soul a waste are gathered together and framed in this simple and profound prayer this it was that he had always sought for and wished for through all his errors and weakness light to see the will of god and to act in accordance therewith the whole of his life from that time up to this moment had been one reception in many forms but with increasing fervor of the words speak lord for thy servant heareth and so it came to pass that god deigned to speak to this servant francis from the crucifix came a voice that could only be heard within the heart and what the voice said was this now go hence francis and build up my house for it is nearly falling down and just as that time in spoleto when he was commanded to abandon his journey to aquila francis was at once ready to obey the divine message simple and literal as he was he looked about him in the old chapel and saw that it was nearly falling down and trembling under the solemnity of the moment he answered the crucified one who had vouchsafed to speak to him lord with joy will i do what thou wishest at last god had heard his prayer at last god had set him to work and quick in his movements as francis was he at once set to work to carry out the lord's directions 
outside the door he found the priest of the place a poor old father sitting in the sun on a stone bench the young man approached him deferentially kissed his hand in greeting took out his purse and gave to the astonished priest a considerable sum of money saying i beg you to buy oil with this money so that there shall always be a lamp burning before the crucifix within and you may let me know when there is no more and i will supply it again before the old priest could recover from his astonishment francis was gone his heart was overflowing his soul was trembling with the great event that had happened to him as he went along he made now and then the sign of the cross and it seemed as if he each time imprinted deeper and deeper the image of the crucified one upon his heart unsurpassably true and incomparably beautiful the old legend goes on to say that from that hour the thought of the sufferings of our lord made francis's heart melt so that he from now on as long as he lived bore in his heart the wounds of our lord jesus but more money was needed to build up san damiano's church than what francis had with him at the moment but in the interim he had not the least doubt as to how he should get the necessary means as fast as his feet could carry him he hurried home took some rolls of fine cloth out of the shop loaded a pack-horse with it and took the road to foligno to bring his goods to the market in this large neighboring city as he had been wont to do in the course of a short time he had sold both goods and horse and was back with the money to san damiano the distance between the two places is only a couple of miles and francis rode on the outward trip perhaps he found the priest still on the stone bench sunning himself as he returned in any case the young man found him and as he again greeted him reverentially he put the whole sum of money no inconsiderable one which his transaction had brought him into the priest's lap with the words that it was for the restoration of the church the priest had accepted the former and less considerable alms but when francis now came with all this sum of money and wished to give it to him he feared that something was wrong and said no perhaps he thought that it was one of the young society man's wild impulses and that the gift was not seriously meant in any case he wanted to stand well with pietro di bernardone and was therefore determined to have nothing more to do with the affair in vain did francis sit down by the side of the old priest and use all his powers of persuasion to weaken his determination all was futile francis only obtained this much the priest would permit him to live at san damiano for a while to devote himself without interruption to prayer and works of piety from now on francis was virtually ordained to lead what was called in the middle ages a religious life that is to say the life of a monk or hermit he did not think of entering a convent in his testament he says himself that no one showed him the way to his vita religiosa but that the almighty taught it to him but in referring to the change that came to him at this time 
he uses the exact classical expression in the same place which designates the entering an order to leave the world exivi de seculo he says i abandoned the world the time he was now to spend with the priest in san damiano can be properly regarded as his novitiate but a novitiate in which the spirit of god alone was his teacher director and taskmaster near the priest's house there was a cave and true to his custom francis had chosen this as his prayer chamber here he spent nights and days in prayer and fasting with tears and unspeakable groanings while these things were occurring pietro di bernardone had been on one of his business trips now he returned home and did not find his son pica did not know what had become of him or if she did know would not tell but however this may be the old merchant soon found his son's hiding-place and betook himself thither but did not find francis who was hidden in his cave meanwhile the priest seems to have utilized the opportunity to give pietro di bernardone the money from his son's business transaction francis had laid it aside in a window recess in the church the disappearance of the cloth and of the horse had naturally been one of the causes of the coming of pietro di bernardone after he had recovered the money he went home much quieted and spent a whole month without making any new attempt to find or to speak to his firstborn food was meanwhile brought to him in the cave from his home probably by his mother's contrivance it is fair to say that francis employed this month to imbue himself in the great thought which from now on presented itself to him as the essence of christianity the life of christ the crucified in every one of the faithful the epistle of paul to the romans is one of the biblical writings francis most frequently quotes it is precisely in this book that paul appears more strongly than elsewhere to be not only the great christian dogmatic but also the great christian mystic this is neither scientific hypothesis nor flower of literature but is in accordance with the facts when i find the emotions of the young son of the italian merchant in this time of proof and probation at san damiano expressed in these words of the eighth chapter of the epistle to the romans there is now therefore no condemnation to them that are in christ jesus who walk not according to the flesh for the law of the spirit of life in christ jesus hath delivered me from the law of sin and of death that the justification of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh but according to the spirit for if you live according to the flesh you shall die but if by the spirit you mortify the deeds of the flesh you shall live for whosoever are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god for the spirit himself giveth testimony to our spirit that we are the sons of god and if sons heirs also heirs indeed of god and joint heirs with christ yet so if we suffer with him that we may be also glorified with him for whom he foreknew he also predestined to be made conformable to the image of his son
it is probable that to this month at san damiano we may assign an occurrence preserved for us in the legends without any more exact chronology francis was seen one day wandering around on the plain below assisi in the vicinity of a little old chapel which was called portiuncula or santa maria degli angeli our lady of the angels he wandered around the chapel sighing and weeping as if overcome by a great sorrow a passer-by approached him and asked in sympathy what had gone wrong with him and why he wept then francis answered i am weeping over the sufferings of my lord jesus christ and i will not be ashamed to wander around the whole world and weep over them this so affected the stranger that he too began to shed tears and they wept together thus for francis of assisi the life began not after the flesh but after the spirit which was to lead him ever higher until he approached as near as man can attain to the image of jesus christ the crucified end of book one chapter six